Men's Leadership Network podcast. I'm sitting here with Chase Baker and Nick Allen, and uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about how to prepare for Easter. So I'm really glad you're dialing in today to this. So Chase, tell us a little bit about what you do and kind of your heartbeat uh, when it comes to ministry and um, Easter and all these things. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, I'm family pastor at Rolling Hills. I've been the family pastor for a couple years now, and I started out in student ministry here. Nick was family pastor, and, and so we've had a lot of transition, but we yeah. keep trading jobs. We do. It's okay. Um, sorry, what's next? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, my, you talk about my heartbeat. My heartbeat is, um, I just love our families. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love the fact that um, we, um, we have this kind of philosophy in family ministry that when we disciple kids and we help them understand and know who Jesus is, but we also... Um, partner with parents in that process, then we make stronger families. And I think Easter is very much a part of this. Like we, we want to do a good job of partnering with a parent to help help them come up with creative ways and be really intentional behind why we celebrate Easter. Mm-hmm. What's the purpose of Easter? So really excited about this podcast yeah. and what what we're going to talk about today. It's, I think it really hits hits home with families. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Nick? You know, Chase mentioned we, we rotated roles and, and moved around, and, and I started this journey to be the discipleship pastor at Rolling Kills and looking at what it means to grow spiritually. And one of our, just our big principles that we attacked as a family ministry was that parents are the primary disciple makers of their children. Mm-hmm. Um, and and kind of one of the, one of the big tenets of what we do in discipleship is that I'm responsible for my spiritual growth. Yeah. Um, and there are people that are investing in me and there's people that I'm supposed to invest in. But at the end of the day, uh, I, I'm responsible. I'm responsible for what I take in and then what goes out. And so we want um, this idea of Easter to be something that mm-hmm. crawls all over us, mm-hmm. um, that literally lives and breathes in everything that we do. You say Easter mm-hmm. is our Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably say it's our Academy Awards, um, but it is. It's our biggest deal of the year. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so as we talk about what this means, what we want people to to do with this is, mm-hmm. is to take this thing that we know about Jesus mm-hmm. and, and let it infiltrate every area of our life mm. to where it becomes the output of who we are um, in everyday life situations, whether that's parenting or whether that's the workplace, or whether it's just our own growth, mm. that Easter ought to cover us up every day. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, because this is such a great um, lead-in, but but why for Christians is it so important to celebrate Easter? You know, there's a lot of holidays, right? But why for Christians is it so important for us to really focus in on Easter? It, one of the things, just biblical mandate, yeah. is that Christ didn't command us to remember his birth. And we do. And Christmas is, you know, off the charts in terms of celebrations in the world, but then also just celebrations in the life of the church. Um, But that wasn't a a do this in remembrance of me moment. Mm -hmm. Um, But when it came to his death and what was coming in his life and and the reason that he came, Mm -hmm. um, he told his disciples, hey, take this holiday that you've done your whole life Mm -hmm. since you were a little kid, as long as you can remember, take this memory of of what God did for our ancestors in Egypt and he freed them from slavery 
and apply it to what I'm going to do for you right now. Mm. And every time that you do this going forward, you're going to celebrate Passover till you're dead. Yeah. Every single time you do it, do it to remember me and my sacrifice. So when we celebrate Easter, first we're being obedient yeah. and we're saying to God, okay, you told us mm. to remember this. Um, we're forgetful people. Mm-hmm. Um, Chase probably forgot his keys this morning. <laughs> like just in general, we, we forget so many things. And, and, and I keep being reminded all the time that forgetting is not just, oh, I forgot to do something or I forgot where I put my wallet. It's not just the things that I fail to remember. Mm. It's the things that I fail to celebrate. Mm. Um, I don't forget that Susan's birthday is February 11th, it, you know, but I, I, I sometimes neglect to make it the awesome celebration that it should be. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't forget that Jesus Christ died on the cross and rose again, but there are moments in my life when I, I neglect, where we neglect to, to make that as important as it should be. Mm. Um, and so Jesus gave us these tactical opportunities to remember him because he knows that we're a people who are prone to forget and, and prone to let things slip in our minds yeah. that should be the utmost importance. And you celebrate what you value That's too. It. Oh yeah. Right? yeah. You know, and so I mean I think it oh yeah. I think you demonstrate to people, hey, this is important when you celebrate something. And I mm-hmm. think, you know, for us as believers, man, that ought to be like yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? You know? and, and from the standpoint of our kids too, we cel- you know when we celebrate what's important, we teach our kids what's, what's yeah. important as oh, well. Yeah, right. we, we, we've got to remember that. And also, Christianity uh, or Easter marks the beginning of Christianity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Without the resurrection, yeah. there would be no Christianity. Right. Without um, you know Jesus, you know we had Jesus' death, Jesus' burial, but it's that resurrection that makes the difference. Jesus came back; he conquered death, and so. Um, so why do we cel- celebrate Easter? Because it marks the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know that that's why. And I think uh, other, other thing that Easter reminds us of that something good can come out of something bad. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I love that because you know you look around um, at us, mm-hmm. messy. Um, Jesus is the redeemer. He mm-hmm. redeems us. He redeems God. The guys watching. The guys mm-hmm. listening right now. And, mm-hmm. And no matter how messy we are, um, his sacrifice, his death, and his resurrection oh, yeah. redeems it. Yeah. And uh, I love that about, about Easter. It's good. It is. I mean, that's what separates Christianity from every other major world yeah, religion, absolutely. right? You can go visit the tombs of all these prophets, but when you come to the tomb, it's empty. You know, they're, because Jesus is alive. Yeah. And that's the resurrection. And that's the hope that we have in Christ and eternity. And um, praise be to God. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. So, what's been your favorite Easter? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, favorite Easter. You know, ought to be something that's just, um, you know, totally dialed into the spirituality of it and what it means. But, you know, we've done all these events through the years yeah. with kids, and I remember uh, one egg hunt that we were having um, when our girls were really little. Um, Nor Blake wasn't even walking and Lily Kate was just kind of teetering around, you know, finding eggs. And she would walk up to these eggs on the ground in this field to find them or whatever. And she was, you know, going to fall over or whatever, but she would walk up to the egg and she would stop short of reaching it 
plop down on the ground and not be able to get to it. And I was like, Susan, her depth perception is off. She totally needs glasses. <laughs> she's not getting the eggs. And I'm like, she's not going to have any in her basket. And so I'm trying to help her get, you know, we're getting all excited about this one thing in her life because it was, it was the first moment. Oh, yeah. You know, just I think a lot of the first moments, just kind of fun celebrations of what yeah. we do with our kids around that season. So. I love that. For me, it was uh, the, the year um, I was, you know, a father at, at, mm. at Easter, you know, the first year that Kit had her um, first Easter experience. I think I think the reason why I say that is because not that all the other Easter's weren't um, great, or I didn't um, I didn't value those. I just approached it with a different perspective yeah. that year. Mm-hmm. Um, as a dad, and watching her being raised, and and me understanding fatherhood at a different level. Um, and being able to apply that to the, mm. the Easter, you know, the the lens of Easter and what what God has done for us, it really I, it changed my perspective. Mm. I think um, in a really uh, really good way. Yeah, yeah. I would say too, just along those lines. Um, five years ago, when my daughter uh, Grace, our oldest, you know, and she had accepted Christ and she wanted to be baptized on Easter, and I had the chance to to baptize my daughter yeah. uh, and uh, man I tell you as a dad it awesome. doesn't get any better than that I mean, yeah. you're, you're, you're baptizing your daughter on Easter Sunday and just thinking about the resurrection and what Christ has done for us you've gotten to do that with all three of your girls yeah and that's oh. tremendous praise God that your daughters are redeemed um, but the the, the neatest thing about that baptism moment is it tells the story of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. and we say that overall. Yeah. We tell yeah. kids, we tell parents, we tell anybody that's going through a baptism experience um, that that believers' baptism. You know, after your decision to trust Christ as Savior, you're you're, you're telling the story yes. that Jesus died. You go under the water, yep. he was buried, and, and then you come back up. It, it paints a picture of the resurrection. I think when people see that, when they see that testimony mm. of a father baptizing. Um, a child or a husband baptizing a wife or a small group leader baptizing, you know, mm-hmm. one of the people in their groups. It's just this picture that we're painting of the gospel. Yeah. Um, and that's, there's power in that. I love so, it. Yeah. I mean, that death, burial, and resurrection, you know, and, tells uh, a story. you know, for all of us who are dads, I mean, there's just no greater moment, you know, oh, I mean, yeah. you just in the hospital room and you'll yeah. maybe, and then when they commit their life to Christ, I mean, Praise God. That's what you pray for. Yeah, it is. From before they're even born, you know, yeah, God, yeah. you kids that choose to trust Him. Yeah. Wow. So thankful. Hey, do you guys have any traditions that you do at Easter, like family traditions or things, you know, new or old that you've kind of implemented in your in your family? For us, I mean, um, obviously, I think traditions change when you have a family of your yeah. own. But w- looking back at old traditions, man, we used to get new outfits, and <laughs> you know, just, yeah. I don't know if that's more for like that's more for mom probably. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and we had family dinners, egg hunts. We gathered together as a family and pictures, Pit- yeah. pictures, big pictures. I mean, yeah, I mean that that's those traditions, and and they change. That's that's the funny thing. They they change, and we've changed uh, some of our own traditions we've added some of our own traditions right now i'll just give you one like kit has a bookshelf in her room and and we it's not a bookshelf big enough to put every one of her books but we we, they're seasonal and so we change them out at different different seasons so this season we're getting rid of all the the books that she's had over the winter 
um, books and we're replacing them with Easter books so that whenever we go to story time at bedtime, the things that we're pulling off the shelf are things about Easter or things about Jesus and, and, um, it, it's, it's kind of a just a little tradition that we do that's all leading up to yeah um easter and yeah. i think uh, the other traditions that w- it revolves around church yeah you know um we have incredible events here mm-hmm. at rolling hills mm-hmm. for our um just for for anybody mm-hmm. we have good friday service which mm-hmm. um I, I love you know as far as Getting your head wrapped around the sacrifice oh, yeah. of Jesus, I, I think it, it's very—it's uh, a, a, kind of an emotional service. It puts things in perspective. If you, as you go into Easter Sunday, and you really get to celebrate what He did on Easter Sunday—that He's risen and, mm-hmm. and no longer in the grave, no longer. Um, also, Easter Jam. We have this uh, on Saturday. It's really fun. It's for all—all all of our kids. Not only do we have an egg hunt, which is fun, but we have a program, Easter program, that points to Jesus. And I think if you're looking for something to get your kids engaged with on Easter weekend, Easter Jam is is a, is a not miss. You can't miss it. It's mm-hmm. going to be an awesome event. That's so one good. thing that I think really helps us script what we do in our families as far as traditions. Um, because we want all of those traditions and celebration moments to point to the real thing. Yeah. Um, and Easter's a little bit of a struggle culturally, I think, because it's it's hard to wrap your mind around how bunnies and chickens and baskets <laughs> point us to Jesus. Yeah. And, and because we don't necessarily know the tie-in, if there really is one, we have this cultural Easter celebration, and then we've got this, you know, church on Sunday Easter celebration. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that feel like we do really well here is help parents frame those up so that while there's an egg hunt and while there's activities, there is the Easter story. Families aren't coming here for just some cultural celebration. They're coming here to hear the story of Jesus, which is fantastic. There's a, as our kids have gotten a little bit older, we've been able to explain things like Lent, you know, Mm -hmm. this season of fasting, this season of Mm -hmm. sacrifice. Um, and, And part of the historical symbolism of eggs was related to that. It was mandated by the church that you gave up meat, which included eggs, for this season of Lent. And so on Easter, the first chance that you had after this 40-day period to eat eggs was Easter Sunday. And so it was this celebration, and it represented the fact that Jesus is alive. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not learning that at Target when you're buying your posket because you're going to diet at home. <laughs> and, and so that's the thing. We've got to help parents and people make those connections. And so part of our tradition is just to tell kids the meaning of all these things. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do it with Santa Claus and all the celebrations at Christmas. Well, we do it at Easter as well to make sure that they understand what this stuff really means mm-hmm. and the tie-in and the connections that it can help us make to Jesus. Susan does this thing where they make resurrection rolls. And it's just yeah, a yeah, simple yeah. thing where yeah, you take yeah. like crescent rolls and you tie a marshmallow up inside yeah. of it with <clears throat> these cinnamon and sugar and butter. So of course it tastes good. Yeah. Um, but it's this, like when you cook it, the marshmallow of course melts and dissolves yeah. and the kids are left with this pocket. And so when they get the rolls out of the oven and they open them up, they see that it's not there anymore. Yeah. And you're like, okay, Christ is risen. So anything that we can do just to tell our kids over and over again, 
Jesus is alive. Mm -hmm. Um, Jesus is alive, and this is God's great gift to us. Mm. Um, Some of those are kind of becoming more fun traditions as our kids get older because they get excited about it. I love that, and I just love um, what you guys do. I mean, in helping us as dads, and I'll just say this, you know, kind of if I take my pastor hat off and kind of put on my dad hat, you know, I love being at Rolling Hills because of family ministry in so many ways. I mean, you guys have just done a great job over the years in helping me as a father disciple my kids. And, you know, we did uh, a couple years ago, there was a dozen eggs and you go through and each egg tells a story. And then, you know, you you see the nail and you see the cloth and then you get to the last egg and it's empty, you know? And so every year we've done that with our kids. We, We pull out that same dozen eggs and we've walked that through, but we learned that at church. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so grateful for church and for community and for what God's doing in family ministry to help us as fathers yeah. teach. So kind of along those lines, you know, it seems like Easter, right? We, we as dads or we as, as men, we prepare for Christmas. We think about buying gifts for our family. You know, we got to get all the, you know, we get our list done and we're, you know, get it done kind of people. We prepare for Thanksgiving, man, we're getting the turkey, we're frying that turkey up or whatever we're doing. And we prepare for New Year's Eve. But but for Easter, it's kind of like, how do you prepare? You yeah. know, how do you, you know, really, I mean, how do you prepare for this resurrection? How do you, you know, how would you say to men to prepare for Easter? You know, it's, it's a weird thing to kind of mention. Somebody ought to just really dial into this and look at it and, and research and write about it. There, culturally, mm-hmm. Easter's totally emasculated. Yeah. Um, it's all about flowers and pastel and, you know, the bunnies and the chickens and the baskets. And yeah. that's, um, it's, it's hard, I think, as a man to dial into all of that. And so you don't dial into it at all. Yeah, um, yeah. You let that be... Yeah. Um, you get passive. You, you let that be what the moms do. Mm-hmm. You let them talk about the Easter baskets and, you know, buy the chocolate bunnies yeah. and, you know, help the kids dye the eggs and, and make sure they go... Like, it. you literally just take a step back because culturally it is so feminine yeah. you, 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 and you let the moms do it yeah and um and that's that's probably one of the biggest challenges about manhood and fatherhood in general is just this back seat that we take mm. um towards leadership in the home and really in the community uh, and we ought to dial into it um is there anything more masculine than somebody laying on their life for somebody else jesus oh. said that was the greatest love that you could have yeah. um and, and so this is a this is a picture and an opportunity for us to say this is this is the most masculine holiday. Yeah, this yeah. is the most like heroic story, um, and so one of the things that we ought to do uh, as men is just to dial into what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, read those passages of scripture, study Holy Week, rent the Passion of Christ. You know, or yeah. go like yeah. whatever it is that helps you understand that this is Jesus's moment to man up mm-hmm. and lay down his life so that we could have a reconciled relationship with God. That's tremendous. That's what Easter is about. When you take that and apply it to all of these other cultural celebrations and traditions and ways that we can steer families and communities to Christ, it makes you want to dial in. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes you want to be a part of that story. Um, and so I think that matters. You know, I think one of the roles that I play in in my home and my family and really my extended family is to is to be a lid. 
yeah. and, and to be that that filter of, of what comes in my home and what doesn't. You know, I'm that, that, that front door of, are we going to let this tradition, are we going to let that part of the story, are we going to let that, you know, for lack of a pagan ritual, infiltrate yeah. my kids yeah. at this season when it should really be all about Jesus. And so part of that is, as men, is just being on our guard mm. to say that the world would much rather this cultural celebration be about a bunny, but we yeah. know that it's not. Yeah. And so part of that is just figuring out yeah. um, what my role is as protector. Um, and I think men can dial into that. And when you know that that's your role, it helps you dial into all the rest of the stuff too. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go along with that. I think it, for me, it's asking the right questions yeah. when you mm. approach Easter. It's what, what do I want my kids to remember most about Easter? You know, we have all these, we just talked about traditions. We have all these traditions. The, you know, um, we have these baskets that we write kids' names on, and eventually those baskets will be put in the back of an attic and never be brought out ever again. Their kids, are, Your kids are going to grow up. Yeah. And these outfits, are good. they're going to outgrow. Yeah. They're going to, yeah. you know, I, I think we've got to reframe the question. What do I want my kids to remember most about, about Easter and I think when we reframe the question, I think it helps us to know um, how to approach it. Mm-hmm. Um, as as a dad, how, how do I uh, approach it? How do I, you brought up service. I, how do I serve my family oh, yeah. and show mm-hmm. sacrificial love during this this season? I was even thinking, man, ideas like washing your teenager's feet. Like, mm, yeah. what, what would it look like to do something completely different? Mm. You know, it's not the whole, tr- you know... Um, yeah, uh, materialism of of Easter and what you were talking about, and just um, traditions that the, the world has made around Easter. But what are those new things that we could do to really reflect the person of Jesus mm-hmm. um, for them? You know, mm-hmm. the service, the sacrifice. Um, I, I love all those ideas about the resurrection eggs and, mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. you know. Uh, the resurrection roles and those kind of things, um, but what what else? Yeah. What else can we do to actively demonstrate uh, the sacrifice of Jesus to our kids? It's well, fantastic. I, yeah, I'm so glad we talk about this because I think what happens, right? If we don't prepare personally, yeah, and if we don't think in our minds, then then, then we let our families just culturally drift. Right. It's, it's almost like what we've done at, at, at Christmas. It's all become about Santa. Right. And everything goes toward, you know, Santa's gifts, this and this. And we give a little nod over here to Jesus. Right. And, and, and then but what happens over time, then generationally, it just drifts even further. And I think the same thing can happen so easily with Easter. Right. We, we just get up in the culture and then it becomes about Easter eggs and it becomes about yeah. the bunnies and it becomes about yeah. this. And we kind of give a little nod to Easter. But the next thing you do, you look at generationally, it's like it's gone. And, and I think that's what happened. I mean, you know, I mean, we're reading our daily stuff about Josiah finding the law, you know, and coming back and finding the book and going, hey, we're missing it. We drifted. We're you know? so far off course. We're yeah. so far off course. Yeah. And then he brings them back, you know, um, and, and God honors that. But how do we help prepare so that doesn't happen, you know? And I think I love that about the lid as 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 dads, as as husbands, as the spiritual leaders in our home, of just really being that, hey, what's coming into our home, you know? And and yeah, I mean, there's some things that are fun, but let's make sure we they know it's fun versus 
depth. It's fun for a reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. reasons yeah. behind this stuff. Yeah. That's pretty, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, I love this connection point, what you said about washing feet. There was, there was things that Jesus did oh, leading yeah. up to his death. There was ways that yeah. he was preparing. He was preparing his disciples and he was preparing oh. himself. I mean, the hours in prayer, um, it, 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 agonizing with God over what was about to happen. Um, it's that church answer, but we ought to be prayed up for that moment yeah. and for the celebration and the preparation of what it is. And we can prepare to celebrate Easter in some of the same ways that Jesus prepared to give his life mm, exactly. at Easter. We could, that's part mm, of it. Yeah, we could do so many things that are temporal mm-hmm. um, that won't have a lasting impact no, on eternity. our kids. And yeah. so what are those things that will have a lasting impact on our kids in our families that we can really implement now and not make it about the Easter bunnies and the Easter eggs and all those, those things are fun and fun. Um, and we'll, we'll go egg hunting too, yeah. you know, yeah. but what are the things that I can instill in Kit that whenever she's 16 years old, that she won't, um, immediately go to a bunny or immediately yeah. go to yeah. a reservoir yeah. or yeah. A, to yeah. Easter egg or anything like that. She goes to the person of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And I think along those lines, I mean, how do we help? How do we help our families experience the depth and the richness of Easter? You know, so that later on they don't look back and they say, "Oh, my best memories are of a bunny," or "My best memories are of, you know, I got a you know chocolate thing every year." I mean, how do we want them to look back and say, "Man, I've met the Lord." You know, I, I and th- those were times that. As a family, man, we came together. You yeah, know? yeah. I think number one is just being intentional. Mm. We can't miss it. We we have this we have this phrase in family ministry. It's um, it's just a phase. Don't miss it. Mm-hmm. Well, this is just a season. We can't miss it. Mm-hmm. And um, I, well, I love that about um, our philosophy. But one of the things that that requires um, us to not miss it is activity. It's the experiences. I I. I also think that when we look at teaching our kids about Easter, I think it'd be a good idea just to take a look at the life of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Take a look at his life and implement the things that he did mm-hmm. to our families. And there, there are several things. Obviously, service is a big one. We just talked about washing feet. And there, there could be other service projects that you could do as a family together yeah, that's good. I think it'd be really really fun really good to do with your family I think the invitation of Jesus mm-hmm. um, he invited people to follow him mm-hmm. he invited people into this relationship with him um, I think for a family getting around the idea that we can do the same mm-hmm. we can invite people to Jesus and, mm-hmm. and, and how do we do that in our community how do we get, how do we do that with our neighbor and mm-hmm. coming up with activities maybe to, to figure out how to invite our neighbors to a church service or yeah. invite them to something that we're doing. And the other thing we've already talked about is the sacrifice, so, um, the service piece, the invitation, and the sacrifice. How, are my, how am I um, displaying those things mm-hmm. um, to my kids and, and you know, how they played out to families? Yeah, service, invitation, sacrifice. Yeah. I like yeah. those. That's really good. Yeah. That's, That's good. Season. The idea of um, that, that season leading up to Easter of of you know, Lent was a good thing for mm-hmm. the church fathers. Yeah, you know, and it helped them remember. You know, they're making a sacrifice. They're fasting from yeah. something in order to focus on Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, even those moments in our in our families' lives where we turn something off, mm-hmm. um, in order to do that, sometimes saying, 
no to something. And what we want to give believers permission to say no to the cultural expectations of the world of that you participate in something that's seasonal. We're going to give them permission to say, hey, I'm not going to do this so that I can focus on Christ. Mm. Um, and our, our kids need to see us. Um, people in our community need to see us. You talk about the invitation, leveraging um, our, our social media outlets, yeah. Ooh, and our yeah, social good. media presence, um, and leveraging our conversations, mm-hmm. and leveraging even the, the ways that we spend our time for the glory of God so that we can point back to Christ. And yeah. sometimes that's activities that we engage in, and sometimes that's things that we abstain from. Yeah. Um, to, to just be somebody that's yep. different. Yeah. Um, so that the world can see there, there is something different about you, and that your faith infiltrates the way that you live in society. Um, and so that's a... That's awesome, though. But I think people want to know what's important to you. Mm-hmm. And man, Easter is the time to say, this is the most important to me. Oh, yeah. You know, it's Jesus. It's the resurrection. It's why I'm alive in the breath that I have. And what, what other ways? I mean, I love if we talk about engaging in our workplace and our community uh, at Easter. I, I love that when you're talking about you know, invitation, inviting somebody. You know, most people yeah. will come to church at Easter more than any other time of year mm-hmm. if, if somebody just invites them, you know. Um, social media aspect. Any other things that come to your mind when you think about that? The, I, the idea of engaging in the workplace and the community. Yeah. Um, you know, the funny thing, Chase and I were talking earlier, just the idea that... Um, Easter is this season, and it's kind of a shorter season in yeah. terms of, you know, world. It just kind of comes up, and it's a weekend, and then it's over. Um, and so for a lot of folks, Easter really may be just this thing that comes and goes. Mm-hmm. But we're supposed to live as resurrected Christians yeah. every single day. Mm. Um, and so if we're talking about helping people prepare for Easter, you can't, you can't celebrate Easter unless you know Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so really just being somebody that engages the gospel all the time. Mm. Yeah. I think that question is also misleading because the question is not a seasonal question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and oftentimes we think yeah. that's a seasonal yeah. question. Yeah. It's really not. It's, it's Ooh, maybe like this that. is help, help us to um, come up with creative ways to continue this, this journey with people that we work with, people that we live life with, every day. I think the biggest biggest thing for me is how am I loving people in my workplace to the fullest? Mm. You know, um, how, am I, how am I serving them really well? Um, what are things that I could do to show them who the person of Jesus is? Um, you know, I think that part of that is the invitation. Mm. Part of that is just um, figuring out family needs. Do I know them? Mm-hmm. I think that's a big one for me. Do I know the people mm. that, that I work with? It, if It's hard for me um, to even invite somebody if I don't spend the time getting to know them mm-hmm. and, and their families and, and, and who they are, what their makeup is. And so I think that's, that's another one is it, it, let's, let's retrain our thinking to think more than seasonal. Yeah. You know, we're, like we're earning the right to be heard mm-hmm. um, when you build those relationships and you lay a foundation. I think, you know, evangelism, you know, it's a word that's yeah. kind of a, a weird buzz. And like, what is it? And is it aggressive? And is it confrontational? Um, part of it is just earning the right to be heard in somebody's mm-hmm. life and earning the right to 
to, to speak into somebody, to share the story of the hope that you found in Christ. Um, and if you have that relationship, they want to hear it from you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't, then you haven't, you haven't earned the right to speak into that mm-hmm. life. You haven't earned the right to speak into that conversation. I think we make the assumption a lot of times that people who don't have faith in Christ must be closed and antagonistic to the gospel. Yeah. Sometimes they're just uninformed. Yeah. But the people that they're ready to hear that from are, are people that have done the investment work of building a relationship, like Chase said, on the front end. Mm-hmm. Um, and so part of the ways that we prepare for Easter and part of the ways that we impact our, our workplace is not waiting till March and yeah. April, yeah. but doing that in September and October, doing it exactly. in July and August. So that when those moments come around and you have something to invite somebody to and you have an opportunity to strike up a conversation about what's important to you this weekend, well, you earned it 30 weekends ago. Mm-hmm. And so really dialing in and knowing that it may be a long-term investment. I could invite somebody to church in a couple of weeks on Easter Sunday and they may not come, but what about the next year? Yeah. And what about the next opportunity and laying those foundational moments to earn the right to speak into somebody's yeah. life and share the hope that we found in Christ. Mm. And here's the thing, as a, as a church, we're in the middle of a, a series called Jesus. Yeah. Mm. And we, we, we've done this for the past couple of years. And a couple of weeks ago, you spoke on the message of Jesus. Mm. And the message of Jesus was all about loving people, mm. loving God and loving people, um, having that vertical connection that impacts our horizontal mm-hmm. connection with people. And... Um, and the funny thing with with all you know Jesus and and his message of love is that it's not it's not meant to be you know receive this love and be closed in. Yeah. We we have a faith that Christianity is a missionary faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's God God is love, mm-hmm. and His desire is not to see anyone perish. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at it through that lens. That coworker of mine looks different whenever I engage him. Um, his family look different. I think the biggest question for us is why is this story important for me? Mm-hmm. Why is it important for for you? Better question than that is why is it important for my son or daughter? Mm-hmm. Why is it important for my coworker? Why is it important for the um, for the next door neighbor who's making poor decisions in their marriage? Mm-hmm. Because Jesus came to seek and save the lost. He mm-hmm. came to mend broken things. And when we understand it through that that lens, mm-hmm. it changes changes our interactions. Yeah. Because right? it changes our priorities. It changes yeah. our priorities, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think for me, that's, that's I, I try to frame it like that. It doesn't always happen mm-hmm. every day, but whenever I sit and pause and say, um, this life matters in God's economy, um, why does it matter? Because salvation matters. Why does you know salvation matters? It's because it originated at the mm-hmm. at the beginning. It is resurrection that he conquered death, and we have the the opportunity. Yeah, and that's to, why this season is a season of joy, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it ought to be. I mean, it ought to be the most joyful time of all. And, yeah. and uh, we laugh about the Super Bowl or Academy Awards, but this ought to be so much more joyful oh, than all of that because yeah. it's temporal and that's going to go away and this ought to inside our soul and our spirit to know that we are loved and to yeah. know that God's given us this good news. How do we experience Easter? I mean, there's a, there's kind of a weight to it too, right? And so how do we bring that praise? Heaviness. Yeah, that praise and glory to God 
how do we do that adequately at Easter? Gosh, you know, it's, we won't do it adequately at Easter if we don't do it the other days that's of the right. year. Yeah. And, and that's an important thing to remember. It was like, Jesus said, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. Mm. And the early church, it, it, they celebrated communion and the resurrection every day in their yeah. homes all the time. <laughs> and so every day was Easter for them. Mm. And, and every day is Easter for us. Um, that Jesus Christ didn't come back to life one day. He came back to life for all days. Yeah. And, and so that's the thing that we get to celebrate. You know, Easter as a mm. pagan holiday is the celebration of, you know, springtime coming mm. and new life. Um, but, but his mercies are made new every, every morning, morning for us. Yeah. So in the middle of a deep, dark winter, his mercies are yeah. made new for me. And so every day is an opportunity to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. And I serve a Savior who is alive and, and his life gives me life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so leading up to that, it's you know, all the celebrations that I've had all year long they become stepping stones to the big ultimate moment, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what happens. That Super Bowl Sunday, yeah. it, it only happens for the teams that worked their tails off all <laughs> all season. That's right. You know, that Academy Award, it's given in honor of somebody's work, work. for the previous yep. year, yeah. and we're not working to earn our salvation. Mm-hmm. We're not working to earn God's favor, um, but that Easter Sunday ought to be a reflection of every other mm-hmm. Sunday and every other Tuesday in my life. And so Easter starts today yeah. and whatever day this airs and whatever yeah. day goes on, it's, it's a reminder for us to go. Easter's right now mm-hmm. in my life that Jesus is alive and he's new. And I get an opportunity to celebrate that today so that when we come together on Easter Sunday, mm-hmm. or we come together around the table afterwards as a family, we're not celebrating something just that day. We're celebrating something that we've been celebrating all year long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's an that, overflow. Right? That's yeah. really good. Overflows. Uh, good yeah, point. that's really good. I think for me is, you know, even for the guys waking or er, uh, watching this and they're listening, one of the first things we probably may not have thought about when we woke up is the gospel and, oh, yeah. mm. and new life in Jesus. I think for me that's. That's kind of where it, where it lands. Do I wake up thinking I'm a new creation? Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why I'm a new creation is because of mm-hmm. because of because Easter. Easter. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Uh, that we could be Easter people every day. Exactly. Yeah, year round. Day. And it's by grace we've been saved. None of us are perfect. Oh, yeah. But when we understand that grace that we receive at Easter, man. We just can't help but celebrate it. Yes. Be excited about it. Yeah. And it goes back to that idea of... You know, I didn't forget last week that Jesus came back to life. I didn't forget that I've been offered this eternal hope and salvation, but I I probably failed to make it the most important piece of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And I probably neglected to to put Christ first. Um, And so that's a, we can do that all year long uh, with Easter. So what's your prayer? What's your prayer for every guy who's watching or listening? What's your prayer for all of us for this Easter? You know, we would be remiss to assume that everybody who clicks a button and watches this has has the full-on hope of Jesus in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all come from some sort of theological or denominational or cultural like baggage that we bring to the mm-hmm. table. Um, and so it, it, it's hard for me to find somebody that hasn't heard of Jesus mm-hmm. But what have they heard about Jesus? Mm-hmm. And so we would just want to say, um, Christ died so that we would have life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and his perfect sacrifice 
paid a debt that we owe. Um, and so I would just want to say, you know, first, if anybody is watching this, whatever hits this gets, if you haven't put your whole life and whole trust in Jesus for salvation, then why not right now? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, click a link, send yeah. me an email. Like, yeah. let's just talk about the gospel and how that can be applied to your life. Absolutely. Um, for those who have experienced new life in Jesus, yeah. how is that the most important thing about your everyday? Mm-hmm. So my prayer is that if, if we've been redeemed in Christ, it will be the most important thing about every day of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my prayer for myself yeah. and for you guys, yeah. that it would just be the most important thing. Oh, man, that's good. But I think for me, um, let me just speak from the aspects of families. Let's not miss it. Let's yeah. make the most of our time with our families. Let's make the most of Easter with our families. Let's use this time to teach and, and model mm-hmm. um, what Jesus has, has done for us. I think when we, we, we know this, we talk about it all the time on men, men's leadership, um, the influence of a a dad in a household is significant. Mm-hmm. There, there's nothing that can replace it. Yeah. So as a dad, I've got to lean in on this. Mm-hmm. I can't miss it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got to, it's my job. Mm-hmm. It's my priority to set, uh, set the stage for my family yeah. um, and set the priorities for my family. So let's lean into that a little bit. This is, that's convicting for me yeah. um, because it's such a big responsibility. Right. I don't want to miss it. And, and I know that, um, that the decisions that I make as a father impact future generations. Yeah. Um, my, my daughter, mm-hmm. Kit, is going to be the messenger that I'm sending into the future. Mm-hmm. And what kind of message do I want her to be sending? Mm-hmm. One of hope, one of joy, mm-hmm. one of love that can only come through mm-hmm. um, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. And I, I do think that's what my prayer is, too, is just that we're intentional, you know. And it's, it's this time of year where it seems like culture wars against us, you know. It, you've got uh, all these distractions, and they're fun. I mean, you've got the NCAA tournament. You've got the <laughs> Masters. You've got, you know, all these things that are going on that kind of come toward men. And, uh, and, and it's, it's a blast. I get into a lot of that stuff, but, it, but many times it takes our attention yeah. off what really is happening and we wake up and it's after Easter and we've kind of missed it. Yeah. And so for us just to be fully engaged and say, hey, we get this one opportunity, yeah. you know, to help pour into my kids and to help pour into my family and people around me and, and to celebrate Jesus, you know? And, um, and and I don't want to miss that. I just don't want to miss that. Every day I want to live my life for the glory of God. But at this time of year especially, I want people to know you know, what I value, what I value is what I celebrate. And I want to celebrate Jesus. That's good. And so I hope and that's our prayer, you know, for all of us. And so. no other point in history will we have an opportunity like we have today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like today presents us with new opportunities. Yeah. And, um, and this is our new. time that God has entrusted us in this yeah. time and in this generation. And, and that we are men who are just fully engaged for the glory of God. Yeah. You know, that's powerful. So... Hey, I want to close our time in, in, in yeah. prayer and um, and then just um, we'll wrap up together. So, yeah. hey, join with us and just pray wherever you are. And let's pray right now. Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the hope that we have in Christ. Thank you for Easter, that we can celebrate the resurrection of Jesus and the hope 
that we have for eternal life with mm-hmm. you. Thank you that when we were dead in our sins and our transgressions, you made us alive in Christ. And, and we don't celebrate a, a dead Savior, but a risen Savior. And so I pray, Father, this Easter that, that Christ, the joy of Easter would come alive in us. And as husbands, as fathers, God, we would celebrate you well, that we would point our families, our communities, our workplaces to you, that, Father, you would just fill our hearts and overflow out of us, God. And I pray that we would be Easter people year-round, that every day we would live in the knowledge and the grace that you are with us and that you are for us. And so thanks for this time, and just pray, Father, that we would be men after your heart. God, we love you so much, and we dedicate this Easter to you. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Hey, guys, thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. And you can see more information below. Click on some links, watch some other podcasts, and don't miss out on Easter this year. Thanks for being with us today.